everyone, and welcome to an episode that we actually recorded what feels like an eternity ago. Pre-COVID, if anyone remembers that. Yeah, we literally could not have picked a worse time to record an episode mm. all about travel and, more importantly, how to stay on track with your diet and exercise when you're traveling or on vacation. And as luck would have it, the whole Shorky family was all geared up to fly to Mexico back in March. And literally the very next week, good old COVID struck and all flights and trips were cancelled. Unfortunately, refunds not given, but travel credits that I hope to God will get to use at some point. But anyway, more importantly, our podcast was obviously no longer timely or appropriate to share with you guys. Which means we've been sitting on this little gem ever since. Which has been especially annoying because it's hard enough for us to find time to plan and record new episodes. And this was one that I was actually wanting to record for so long because my clients are forever asking me for various tips and ideas on how they can not screw up their progress whilst on holiday, but still enjoy themselves, obviously. And so it really sucks that we didn't get to go on vacation ourselves and have to hear the excitement in our voices mm. on this episode, not yet knowing that a worldwide apocalypse is about to strike. And to top off this list of suckiness, we got such great prizes donated for this episode that we weren't even able to do anything with because mm -hmm. we didn't feel right posting an episode all about travel when all travel was prohibited. And most travel is still prohibited. <laughs> Six months later, is that how long it's been? Mm -hmm. But anyway, before another wave of infection or lockdown strikes, we're saying screw it. Let's get this episode up and out of our lives already. And I guess most of the tips, they can still apply to any upcoming road trips you may be taking or staycations mm. is the buzzword I see yeah. all the time now. But yeah, we really have no other options for travel, I guess. But you know what? Let's get it out there anyway. Is that it? Should we get on with the episode already? Is this a long enough intro, Sarah? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy the travel episode. From the safety of your own home, of course. All of the Shore Keys. There's a place called Mexico. That's where we're gonna go to get away from it all. Down in Mexico. Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk Vegan Podcast, hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan world naturals bikini pro, coach, author, and blogger, who's got an ass that's out of this world. Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and enjoy the ride.
What is up, podcast listeners? Yep, you heard right. The whole extended Shorgi family is going to Mexico, baby, in just a few short weeks now. Look out, Mexico. Yeah, so because there are so many of us Shorkies, Sarah and I are part of four siblings, plus most everybody has a family, and we're all scattered all over Canada, eh? So what we usually do is just rent a big cottage for a week in the summertime, but then it's never really a vacation for our mom, who is still doing all of the same cooking and cleaning that she would normally do at home. So She doesn't even like to swim. Yeah, so one of our brothers, as well as myself, we kind of harassed the whole Shorky crew to instead go somewhere hot and all-inclusive while the weather is still shit here in, in Canada, And shockingly enough, it's actually happening in a few short weeks, so we're pretty excited. Yeah, we did do Cuba in 2013, but right. I was the only one with children then, so this trip should be very different. Yeah, I'm actually glad you brought that up because not only was I very childless at that time, but I was also very close to competing in my first ever bikini fitness competition when we were in Cuba, and I remember freaking out about how am I going to eat and train and stick to my prep diet and and protocol and not mess up my progress. And guess what? I ended up winning first place in that show, which was only a few weeks later. So clearly going to Cuba wasn't such a bad prep choice after all. Well, you did smuggle about a dozen cans of beans in your suitcase. That I did. And also a few packages of this special kind of tofu that you will actually find on grocery store shelves and does not need to be refrigerated. Have you ever seen those, Sarah? No, I I don't even understand how that works. Well, neither did I. And in fact, I always wondered and I was really hesitant to buy it because I was really confused as to how tofu can even be shelf stable for apparently up to a year, I have learned, everybody. What? Yeah, I googled it because I thought perhaps some of our listeners would be interested to know as well. And I will share my findings with everyone. I also spoke with the company, with two lovely ladies in their marketing department. How about I share the the science behind this shelf-stable tofu for everyone before we get started? Because this is a great option for people in prep mode, people on a high-protein, low-cal restrictive diet. I would actually very much like to hear this. All right, well, let's do it. It then. Well, ladies and gentlemen, traditionally, tofu, as most of us vegans already know, is made by soaking, crushing, and cooking soybeans into a soy milk or slurry, if you will. Mmm, slurry. Yes, slurry which is then mixed with a coagulant of some kind, usually calcium sulfite or calcium chloride, and it is this soy milk coagulation that is then turned into the blocks of tofu that is then packed into water-filled tubs that we all know, eat, and love. Now then, this particular shelf-stable tofu that I speak of, the company is called Mori New. They use aseptic packaging, which actually removes all light, air, 
and bacteria from the process. The soybeans are still crushed and made into that delicious slurry with <laughs> calcium chloride, of course, and then it is poured into this aseptic packaging. The difference in this process is that the box is then sealed and the tofu actually forms once it is inside the package. And here it is completely protected from light, air, and any kind of microorganism that would, of course, cause it to spoil. I have to say that was quite fascinating. Oh, good, good. I think we just answered a few questions that probably many other vegans have wondered. Yeah, and I must admit that it actually tasted pretty good, minus not preparing to bring seasoning and it being a plain package of tofu. Was it still wet? Yeah, it was pretty much just the same as regular tofu, just not bathed in water. And for the record, the cans of beans that I also thought were necessary were actually totally unnecessary because not only did those cans weigh down my suitcase, but the resort actually offered a lot of chickpeas at the salad bars and the buffets. So I basically just ended up seasoning the uncooked Morinu tofu with, I think it was like lime juice, salt and pepper. Oh, and of course, lots of fresh salsa. And I could probably eat fresh Mexican salsa by the bucket either way. So I will probably bring more Morinu tofu with me on this upcoming trip, which is also soft enough for Harry, my little nine-month-old baby, to eat if his vegan baby food options are as limited as my vegan bodybuilding options Um, might be. Let's not forget your sister as well. Yes. But anyways, while we are praising Mori News' ingenious shelf-stable tofu, why don't we talk about this episode's Patreon prize? Take a wild guess. A lifetime supply of Mori New tofu? No. A suitcase full of tofu? No again, but it is a pretty sweet prize from the good people at Morinu Tofu. So they have generously donated, get this guys, a t-shirt that says... T-G-I-T, thank goodness it's tofu, and a tote bag that says, You say toe, I say foo, toe, foo, toe, foo. And a sweet little wooden spoon that would instantly propel you to level 10 vegan status if you break out that bad boy in your office at lunchtime. It's a really good prize. I'm actually kind of wishing that I had all of this goodness. Yeah, I was just thinking I want that prize. Yeah, if you like tofu, this is the prize for you. Well, what vegan doesn't want a cute little tofu shirt? I know, or a tote bag. Yeah. Totally. Anyway, I think our patrons are really going to dig this one. Me too. And this This one is still open. If you want to become a patron, just go to patreon.com slash jackedonthebeanstalk to sign up. Oh, and speaking of which, we actually owe a couple shoutouts and a big thank you to our newest patrons, Jesse S., Daisy, Dasi, <laughs> okay, Dachi, D A C I. However you pronounce your name, thank you. Daisy. Uh, Daisy. Let's go with Daisy. Dachi. I say toe. You say foo. You da- say Daisy. Da- I say Dachi. <laughs> Okay, we need um, to stop. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yes, Jesse S., Regina, and Crystal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you, ladies. Your support gives me all the tingles. Love it. Love you. Okay, now then, on to the good stuff, aka the travel episode. And what are some vegan bodybuilding appropriate foods that you can travel with? Of course, I already mentioned the Mori New Shelf Stable Tofu is an awesome one. And as I did mention, it makes a good soft and pureed food for Harry, which I'm kind of freaking out about bringing him because I feel like I'm. I'm hard enough to accommodate going to third world countries, being a vegan bodybuilder, but now I have a vegan baby alongside. So I think just in general, this whole trip, unlike Cuba, probably going to be very different vacationing with Harry. And I probably Mm. won't be making out with the archery instructor on top of a pool table in the discotheque. Well, maybe Harry would like a little brother or sister. Let it be known, guys, I am a sucker for the Latinos. Sorry, we're getting off topic again. Get a little hot and bothered over here remembering the archery instructor. But anyway, travel questions is definitely something my clients ask me about all the time. And now I can finally forward this episode to everybody who is going on vacation and freaking out about falling off track. So basically what I always tell everyone is that you cannot expect to be perfect all the time and you sure as hell can't expect to be perfect when you're in a foreign country and you're supposed to be vacationing. Yes, that means you are paying good money to enjoy yourself. So let's first of all just give ourselves a little break here. Now, there are obviously some things you can do to be as prepared as possible. So first, I think we should maybe go over some of the general nutrition rules that you can apply. The biggest one, of course, being that you want to be mindful about your macronutrients. You want to be conscious of what your body needs, and therefore, you're going to try to choose the healthiest options that are available to you with that in mind. So let's be realistic. I have yet to meet anyone who goes on holiday and and doesn't have a cocktail or two, unless of course you don't drink at all, or, but say indulging in some dessert or I, how many people do I know that are like, yep, I'm, I'm going coach, but I'm going to make it to the gym every single day in the resort. And what a shock that doesn't end up happening. I don't think I've ever actually seen anyone in a resort gym. Well, probably because, as I've learned, they're rarely air-conditioned or even have machines that work, for that matter. (laughs) But I am that person. Well, I just plan to have a week-long drinking bender in Mexico. Tequila. My kids will see a very different side of mom. Very fun, (laughs) but also very frightening. Seriously? Are you planning to to get drunk on this trip? Hey, even better if it's the whole trip. I'm looking forward to it if that's the case. I'm joking. Well, seeing as I will be breastfeeding Harry, probably even more so than usual because Lord knows how many pureed vegan options will be available. So I'll probably be equally as lame. But anyway, we will get into the alcohol slash booze consumption later. For now, when it comes to food, what I try to do is, well, obviously not get tempted by all of the options that surround me at the buffet and in the restaurants, and instead, 
I try to think about what I would eat at home. And I always, always, this is a big one, keep protein powder with you and a shaker cup. No matter where you're going, you can bring those little spare individual packs of protein powder and a shaker cup you can throw in your suitcase and that will be a lifesaver. I actually just started selling individual packs of my own Jacked on the Beanstalk protein powder because people often, they want to try it, but they don't want to buy an entire tub. So that's going to be an option for anyone who wants a little taste of me and my JOTB rice concentrate formula contact me but yeah I know that both Vega and Garden of Life they also do the individual packs you can buy a whole box I think they come in like a box of 12 or something or just throw one packet into your shaker cup before you head out to the buffet or restaurant down a protein shake in your room it depending on where you're going you could bring a full-size tub but that might be a little sketchy if they're wondering you know say why you have a giant plastic bag full of powder But anyway, I I also do the same with individual packages of oats for breakfast. Sometimes I'll even mix protein powder with the oats and some hot water and boom! macro-friendly, bruh, vegan bodybuilder breakfast right there. You could even get some fruit at the buffet. I've definitely been yet to go on a vacation and not find ample amounts of salad wherever I go. Like I said, in Cuba, they had plain cooked chickpeas at the salad bar, so my protein was covered always if I was doing just an easy salad for lunch. And of course, if there aren't any vegan dressings, you can never go wrong with just oil and vinegar and some lemon in there, salt and pepper. But yeah, if you get anything out of this podcast, I would say just know that one or two or even three or four unplanned meals over the course of a week is not going to mess up your progress. Like I said, I had a few slip-ups in Cuba a couple weeks before I competed in my first ever show and I still ended up winning. So it literally comes down to just being mindful of you your foods and choosing your foods wisely. So that means including protein at every meal, just like you would when you're home, trying to keep the majority of your carbohydrates scheduled around your workout. And you're maybe thinking, I'm on vacation, I'm not working out. Okay, so if no workout is happening that day, then maybe try to not eat so many carbs altogether. And yes, a workout could even be swimming in the ocean or in the pool or jogging in the sand or even some air squats and some push ups in your hotel room when you get up. Just the copious amounts of sweat even that will be pouring off of you while you're on vacation or better yet in the resort gym. Just, you know, five minutes of that could count as a workout. Oh, and on that note, try to load up on fruits and veggies at every meal. Not only will they help fill you up and help keep you on track, but they're of course full of water, so they're going to help hydrate you when you are sweating your balls off. Try to get your fats from whole foods as much as possible. I almost always bring a bag of raw almonds with me for the plane ride. It's a good thing to snack on in the hotel room too. If you're worried about binging when you get to the buffet, have a protein shake and a handful of almonds and that's going to really satiate you and help you to make better decisions once you make it to that buffet. And you can bet your ass I will be loading up on avocados in Mexico 
and of course that tasty fresh salsa. Rice also easily found in in Mexico and most of South America makes a great complex carb source. Also really tasty with just a bit of lime juice and sea salt. So yeah I guess what I'm trying to get at here is there are definitely little adjustments that you can make to the food that is available to you no matter where you are. You just have to put a little bit of thought into it. And yes there's no reason why you can't be packing your vitamins and your supplements too. Those travel pill cases that you can find at any local pharmacy are great for keeping your sups in bro. Wow I gotta say I am feeling a lot better about what I will be eating in Mexico. Really? Why is that? Because this is the first trip I'm going on where I'm vegan. So I've been thinking, you know, what the hell am I going to eat? Oh, so I'm actually sharing good, useful info for yes, yeah. the average vegan, not just the diehard vegans? No, no. I'm oh. learning lots. Okay, cool. All right. Well, Sarah, you will remember we did do an entire episode all about alcohol and how it affects fat loss. So I don't want to repeat uh, much of the same that we've already covered. So if anyone is interested, go listen to that episode for more details on how alcohol relates to fat loss. But let me just say that if your main goal is to lose some weight, I would suggest being moderate with your vacation alcohol consumption, not just because of the effects it has on your fat regulating hormones, but mostly because of the effects that it has on your willpower, aka you will be experiencing the drunchies. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, folks, just like smoking the marijuana, alcohol consumption also increases your appetite. Not to mention it will cause your cortisol levels to rise, which of course is your stress hormone, which will then increase the breakdown of your testosterone, bro. And we all know testosterone is what's responsible for muscle growth, and the more muscle you have, the better your body's ability to burn fat. So all this to say, getting drunk, as fun as it may be, will definitely make you hungrier, decrease your energy, decrease your willpower when it comes to food choices, and Cuban archery instructors. Anyway, so when it comes to beverages of choice, obviously you want to drink lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of water. We all know that hunger is often confused for thirst, and traveling will make you even more dehydrated, especially when you're on these long flights, which I believe we covered that on our bloating episode. Which I never knew until we did that episode. Right, so check that one out if you want more info on bloating. You could also drink sparkling water if you're wanting to feel a little fancier at the pool. I like to squeeze some fresh lemon or lime or if they've got you know some pineapple or berries behind the bar throw that in there if you're being really strict. Some cucumber slices. And while we're mentioning bloat you do realize that Mexican food is bloat central right Sarah? Why else do you think I'm trying to find a loose fitting tankini? But on the plus side, a vegan can never go wrong in Mexico, as I already mentioned. We've got beans, we got rice, we got veggies, salsa, guacamole. What more could a vegan want, really? And these same foods should be plentiful in most of the countries down south, I would imagine. I was told Cuba was the least vegan friendly, but like I said, I was fine. So yeah, bring that protein powder, 
bring some shelf-stable tofu, bring some canned beans if you're really worried, and those three options alone should be more than enough to ensure you're able to get enough protein in. We could also talk about protein bars. Oh, and I've always made little seitan muffins when I go on girls' trips to Vegas. That's a great thing to, to have in the hotel room when you're doing outfit changes and you're too drunk to get full meals into you. Seitan muffins? Wouldn't that be major bloat? No, not when you make your own seitan. It's been my experience that it's all of the preservatives and the additional processing, not to mention insane amounts of sodium that cause bloating with your standard store-bought pre-made seitan or any faux meat for that matter. But I find when I make it myself, it doesn't actually cause bloating and it makes a really great high-protein low fat, low carb option and it travels well. I would say if anything, the the biggest struggle as a vegan bodybuilder trying to eat super clean on vacation is when I'm traveling to my destination. If I'm not prepared and I don't have foods on the go ready to eat, I find airports are usually pretty shit for vegans, although it is starting to change a little bit. But yeah, Starbucks, you can you can always find one of those in most airports. My go-to Starbucks drink is a soy Americano misto, kind of like a regular soy latte, but with more water. So more hydrating, less bloating, less sugar, less calories. It's very delicious. Cliff bars are a good backup option as well as bananas and apples and trail mix. You can usually find all of those things at whatever magazine stand is at the airport. And like I mentioned, you could also just make your own food. And even if you're not allowed to bring you know, fruits and vegetables and certain pre-made food into the other country, you can bring enough food to last you the duration of your travel to that destination. Like I said, seitan muffins, really good option. On the Macro Sorcery website that my homie Anastasia, she runs that one. She's got a great seitan recipe. Maybe I'll link that up in the show notes for this episode. And hell, I've been known to whip out Tupperware containers full of cold tofu and asparagus on airplanes or tempeh, broccoli, which definitely stinks up the plane. But, you know, it's it's even easy just to bring some chopped up cucumber and celery sticks with some hummus or raw almonds, as I mentioned, or even some of the tofurkey deli slices. Great way to get protein in that doesn't require any cooking or stinking. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's going to require a little bit of preparation, but hey, if this is a priority for you, you will make the time for it, right? Although planes now, they do have that that little hummus snack. I think it comes mm-hmm. with crackers, maybe. Although I don't know if the crackers are vegan. Yes, that is a vegan option. I think it comes with like little pretzel sticks or something. Oh, yeah. Um, so again, you're verging on high garbage carb source and lots of sodium. Also because those are meant to be little travel packs. They tend to be pretty processed. I would say make your own hummus if possible. Bring your own veggies instead of pretzels or crackers to eat it with. But hey, if that's the only option that you've got, then have at her, right? But yeah, I just find in general, airports and airplanes are starting to offer more vegan options. I, I can't remember which airline it is, but one of them has like a veggie sandwich with grilled roasted red peppers, I think, and, and hummus on a sandwich that was pretty damn tasty, but not really recommended as a vegan bodybuilder. But anyways, there's options is what I'm saying. Okay, so I think 
think we will end this episode right here, especially because I'm really excited to send this episode to all of my clients and I feel kind of bad making them listen to an hour-long show especially if they're not even into podcasts. Well I guess it depends on how much they want the damn tips. Yeah very true. And listening to us is hardly a punishment. (laughs) Yes this is also true and they get to listen to us sing. So on that note what song will we be singing to conclude our travel tips episode, Sari, although they did already get some Beach Boys out of us, so you're welcome for that. Right. I, I gotta say, this one was actually nice for a change. I didn't struggle with songs. There was lots of songs about travel. Anything mm. from On the Road Again, from Willie Nelson. To, right. But no, I nailed it down to two choices, knowing full well which one you would choose. Right. So we're going with Guns N' Roses, Paradise City. Fuck yeah. And I feel like one of our male listeners who wants my cookbook giveaway last week, who I've learned is a subscriber to the podcast. Shout out to Zach, who is a fellow metalhead and guitar player. I feel like he's going to enjoy some uh, GNR. Yeah, feel free to join in, Zach. Yeah, or head bang alongside us. This one's for you, Zach. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Take me down to the paradise city where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. I won't you please take me home, yeah. Take me down to the paradise city where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. I won't you please take me home. I'm just a urchin living under the street. I'm a hard case that's tough to beat. I'm your charity case, so buy me something to eat. I'll pay you at another time. Take it to the end of the line. Take me down to the paradise city where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. I want you, please take me home. So far away. So far. Yeah! (laughs) That was good. Zach just unsubscribed. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that is it for us Shorky sisters. And by the time you get this episode, we will be... No, we will not have gone to Mexico yet. But feel free to send us some of your travel tips if you got them. In the meantime, enjoy your shitty cold weather. (laughs) Shorky sisters out! I love myself today!